0: Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. Welcome on the Culture News. My name is David Sariro and I have the pleasure today to welcome over the phone a wonderful, wonderful author. Her name is Kimberly Tronic. Tronic is spelled or She has written this wonderful book that is called Dear Diary. Does this cancer make my ass look fat? A heartfelt memoir with a pinch of sarcasm. This is a, a, a very, very heartfelt a book um, which she's going to tell us about all her uh, personal journey uh, through, uh, unfortunately, a very sad disease. So we always need to laugh um, in in the worst situation. And that book is definitely helping us right now over the phone, Kimberly Trani. Kimberly, how are you today?
1: Hello, David. I am wonderful. How are you?
0: I'm very, very happy. Thank you so much for for um, being with us. So, first of all, I would love to know about yourself. Can you tell us what made you uh, become an author? Uh, How how did you become an author, basically?
1: So, I've been a freelance writer for a while. I have a personal blog, so I, I just really enjoy writing. And after I got this cancer diagnosis, my mother was actually the one who suggested that I keep a diary. And I said, mom, are you crazy? Why would I want to remember the worst time of my life? Why would I want to write all of this down? And a few weeks go by and I start thinking, you know what? Maybe she's right. Maybe I should just jot down some notes or some bullet points. And truthfully, writing became very cathartic. You know, if you have a bad day at work, what makes you feel better? You go home and you vent, you get all of your frustrations out And that's really what writing became for me. Writing became just this way to vent and get all of my fears out, get my frustrations out. So the diary was really very healing for me to write this all down. And initially, I hadn't planned on sharing it with anybody. It was just for me. But as time went on, I started to think, you know what, maybe I can help other people with this. And if I can help just one person going through what I'm going through, then this will be worth
0: it. You're absolutely right. And I really, really love your energy. And thank God, uh, you know, you you are with us. That's the, that's the most important thing. So what what was the first thing you did after you were diagnosed?
1: Sure. So the first thing I did was cry, of course. Um, uh. and <laughs> I think that's normal. <laughs> Um, And then, you know, after the shock kind of wore off, the first thing I did was actually go to Amoeba Records in Los Angeles, and I think I spent, honestly, about $100 on comedy CDs, and one CD I got was from this legendary comedian named Tig Notaro, and she did this legendary set at Largo. She gets up on stage just four days after she's been diagnosed with breast cancer, And she tells her story in a way that's so raw and so real. And yet it's so funny. And it was so poignant for me to listen to that just days after my own diagnosis. And that was a really powerful moment for me because her telling her story in a way that's funny really showed me that, you know what, it's okay to laugh. It's okay to laugh at something serious. It's okay to laugh at something scary because if Teg can laugh, then so can I. And that moment really set the tone for how I handled my own cancer journey, which was through a lens of humor. And I really held on to that for the entire duration of my experience.
0: And that's, and that's really, really beautiful. And yes, indeed, comedy is, is hitting things. So, um, I would like to ask you, so you built up quite a colorful wig and a costume collection. How did it start? What is your favorite wig, your favorite costume? Tell us about all of that.
1: <laughs> sure. Yes, I do have quite the, the collection of costumes and of wigs. Um, so, truthfully, it, it started out with me going to chemotherapy, and I honestly just brought little props with me. One day, I brought a pineapple for, for no reason. <laughs> Um, another time I brought a martini glass, again, for, for no reason other than sort of just to make myself laugh, and it's kind of absurd, but I laughed, some of the other patients kind of laughed, the nurses were definitely laughing, and and that felt good, it made me feel good, and we all kind of just had a great time together with these props, so I said, why don't I kick this up a notch, why don't I start wearing actual costumes, So that's how the the wigs and the costumes really kind of took on their own life. And I would think my favorite wig and and costume became uh, a rainbow-colored wig that I would pair with a coconut bra. One of my favorite costume themes was like this luau-themed costume. And I think that was the most significant for me because what is more ridiculous than a coconut bra in the chemo ward? So. That really uh that that played a big part in my love for costumes. <laughs> that was
0: no, in, in, indeed funny and and I invite everyone of course, not just to purchase the the book on Amazon to say hello to our friends at Amazon but also to check uh the cover of this uh beautiful book and and i must say this is a you can only be happy when you see this cover you know it it's <laughs> it's really beautiful beautiful cover and and really really god bless you for um for your your humor. So what was your biggest lesson and takeaway from all of that experience?
1: Um, you know, David, it it's hard to pick just one. It's it's really impossible to go through this kind of experience without learning so many things and having a whole new perspective. But at the end of my book I actually have an author's note with my eight big takeaways, my, my big eight life lessons. And these takeaways really apply not just to someone with an illness or with cancer, um, also people who might be struggling with life or feeling lost or uncertain, or someone that might just need kind of a dose of inspiration. Um, But I think if I really had to hone in on something that means the most to me, it would really be the significance of fear and hope. They're both so, so powerful and they can both influence the decisions that you make in life. But what I really learned was fear is something that holds you back and I used to live a fear-based existence and not make decisions and not really go for my goals because I was afraid. I was afraid what people might think, if they're going to judge me, if I'm going to fail, but going through the cancer journey really shifted that into a place of hope and now I live in a place of hope. I'm going for what I want. I'm really not as concerned with people, what they think about me, but I think as long as you're not afraid and you try and come from a place of hope, honestly, that changes your life.
0: And we we couldn't agree more on, on what you're saying. I really want to invite everyone, everyone to purchase that book on Amazon. It exists in the paperback version, but of course, uh, with the Kindle version, it's called Dear Diary, Does This Cancer Make My Ass Look Fat? Question mark. A Heartfelt Memoir with a Pinch of Sarcasm. This is by the wonderful Kimberly Tronic. You just put on Amazon, Kimberly Tronic. Kimberly Tronic, T-R-O-N-I-C. The reviews are wonderful. People really, really love this book. And and this is for all the people who are unfortunately going through this disease. Um, This is something that definitely, definitely can help the pill. Uh, to, to, to be swallowed with, as you say, a pinch of sarcasm. Um, my dear Kimberly, thank you so much. Only the best wishes for you.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate it, David. Thank you for chatting with me today. And it was a pleasure. And, and just thank you for the
0: opportunity. No, we love you. We love you. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is David Serviro. I had the pleasure today on iHeart Radio on the culture news to have the very talented author, Kimberly Tronic for her book, Dear Diary, does this cancer make my ass too fat question mark? A heartfelt memoir with a feature of sarcasm available on Amazon. Please, please purchase this great book. More music to come on iHeartRadio. Stay tuned.